Okay, good morning. Uh, today's daf is daf chof. I'm going to go from about the. Uh, yeah, sorry, today's shir is le'ilu nishmas. Chai shulamit Sarah Meirat bas Rabbi Chaim, Rabbi Chaim Chana Sarah bas Chaim Yitzchak and Azriel ben Nachemia. May the neshamas have an aliyah. May their memory be a blessing. I'm going to go from. It's about the fifteenth last line of Yutes Amud Beis. 19b. Um, so we're just discussing, we were discussing how long different months are, and uh, and the Gemara is now discussing Adar. Remember, in the Jewish calendar, every uh, um, every few, it's not every, it's actually not every fourth year, it's every few years. There's a, I mean, nowadays there's a, there's actually an acronym to remember. It's a 19-year cycle, and there's an acronym to remember every third, sixth, uh, eighth. So it's not, it's actually closer to, it's closer to every third year. Um, but your spread out is that they make a leap year so that the lunar fits into the solar, so that the lunar year lines up with the solar seasons. And so that you always have Pesach falling out in spring. That's actually the source and the reason for it. Um, now, we're discussing how many days each Adar would be if they add in a new Adar. So he says, so Hayid Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi testified, Mishum Kahala Kadisha de Yerushalayim, in the name of the Kahala Kadisha de Yerushalayim, Al Shnei Adarim Shemakdishin also be Yom Ivurehem. That both Adars are made Rosh Chodesh on the day of their Ibur. Le Meimar, which is saying, the Chaserian Abdinan, Meleim Labdinan, which is saying we make them lack short months and not full months. Remember, Hebrew month is always 29 or 30 days. So if on the day of the Ibur, Ibur means extra day, so on the 30th day of Adar Aleph, you would make it Rosh Chodesh, meaning that Adar Aleph is only 29 days, and Rosh Chodesh Adar base starts on the 30th day. And then, so too with, with the Adar base. Nisan is sanctified, Nisan is declared the new month, on Rosh Chodesh is declared on the Yom Ibura on the thirtieth day. So I it's Nis Arabes is also only twenty nine days. And this is La Fuke Mida Dorash Rav Nachman Barchista. This is to exclude from Rav Nachman Barchista. Mishum Chagai Zachario Malachi in the name of Chagai Zachario Malachi Al Shnei Adorim. But on the two Adars so he said, what is, what is his test? What was his tradition of how to do it? Was you could, whatever, however it worked out, whatever was necessary. You could make both Adars 29 days, both Adar 30 days, Mole. You can make one 29 and one 30 one mole, one chaser. So there's no um, restrictions on what other has to be. In the name of our Rebbe, which is referring to Rav, they said, The first one is always mole, and the second one is chaser. So Adar Aleph is always 30 days, and Adar Beis will be 29. Um, so, sorry, Adar Aleph is. Yeah, Adar Aleph will be 30 days, and Adar Shani will be 29 days. Unless you know, unless you receive information from Eretz Yisrael, that they made Rosh Chodesh in its time. In its time means on the 
on the 30th day so that it's only a 29-day month. So it seems Adar Aleph is always Mole, 30 days, and you can take for granted that Adar Shani will be 29 days. Sorry, other way around. Right? Um, Yeah, I'm mixed. I've got mixed up here. One second. Yeah. Okay, it's tricky how 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 the Gomorrah phrases it is very difficult. But until you know that, so Adar Aleph we said is thirty days. Adar Shani is twenty nine days. Until they inform you in Babel. Uh, until you find out clear information from Eretz Yisrael that they made Rosh Chodesh for Nisan, i.e. the end of Arar Shani, on the 30th day from the first Arar, i.e. they made the first Arar also Choser. So generally it was Mole Choser unless you had clear information that it was treated as Choser. Now Sholchu Leila Mar Ukva, they sent to Mar Ukva, Adar Chaser. The Adar that is next to Nisan is always Chaser. I remember in a regular year it's Shvat Adar Nisan, and in a leap year it's Shvat Adar Aleph Adar Beis Nisan. So ad, regular Adar or Adar Beis is always Chaser. Mosib Rav Nachman challenged us. Nachman says he doesn't think that we find there's this rule that it has to be a set day. And why? He says, On two months they mechalal Shabbos. Rashi explains, this is from a Mishnah later on, but what it explains, the Adim who see, remember how did they used to declare Rosh Chodesh? Nowadays we have a set calendar, that's why this is all very uh, foreign to us. But they used to declare Rosh Chodesh, but when two witnesses saw the new moon, they would travel to Yerushalayim to the Sanhedrin. They would testify before the Sanhedrin, the Sanhedrin would interrogate them, and as we'll see today in today's daf, they would take certain considerations, and then they would declare it Rosh Chodesh, so based on testimony. Now those Adim, what happens if they see the new moon on Friday night? Now they want to travel to Yerushalayim, and let's say they're in, uh, I don't know, Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv's a bit far to walk or something, but they're in, they're in a far city from Yerushalayim, are they, we say they Mechalel Shabbos, they desecrate Shabbos to get there. Okay, as we're going to see, it's not that they're allowed to do Yisurei Doraisa, they're only allowed to do Yisurei Dorabonon, but they do, they Mechalel in Shabbos to leave the Tchum, to travel more than 2,000 Amos outside of their Shabbos zone, to come to Beisdin and testify um, thing. And that's only in Nisan and Tishrei. And the reason is because that is when the festivals are uh, why Nisan and Tishrei, why are those the only two months that we allow someone to Mechalel Shabbos to get Jerusalem? Because that's when the festivals are dependent on Nisan as Pesach and obviously Pesach Sukkot at Shavuos is tied to when Pesach is, it's 50 days later and Sukkot is in Tishrei, Yom Kippur and Sukkot. Now the, now the Rashi points out because this is the middle of the second last Rashi Says v'kos al kadatach. Our assumption at the moment is chilula de shari rachmona mishum de kfiyos yarcha lefir iyes halavonahu. 
the reason we allow Chilut, a uh, desecration of Shabbos, is for setting the new month according to, based on seeing the moon. In Mole Mole in Choser Choser. If it's going to be a full month or if it's going to be a half month. So with that in mind, now, now okay, remember, we, we were discussing how long is the Adar close to Nisan. So he says, It makes sense if you say that the Adar before Nisan is sometimes full, sometimes lacking. It's sometimes 30 days, it's sometimes 29 days. That's why you're allowed to mechalal Shabbos, because you don't know. But if you're going to tell me that Adar is always chaser, and therefore Nisan's always going to start on the 30th day, why does he need to break Shabbos? We know when Rosh Chodesh Nisan is going to be declared. We're going to declare it anyway on the 30th day from Rosh Chodesh Adar. So why do I need Aileen? And if you hold it could be on other Rosh Chodesh, could be on other day, Okay, then I need. Then we go by the Adim to fix how long it is. But if it's already predetermined that we're always going to have 29 days, well then why do I need them to break Shabbos? So the Gemara answers, amazing answers. No, because there's a mitzvah to sanctify the new moon based on sight. Right? You're right. Based in can sanctify, declare it Rosh Chodesh without the witnesses. But the mitzvah is, as the Pasuk says, um, yeah, okay. And, but the Pasuk said, tells us that you've got to do it by Adib. That's the best way to declare the new moon. So to fulfill that mitzvah, we allow um, Adib to celebrate. Sorry, to, to Mechalel Shabbos to come to testify that they saw the new moon, even though we know we're going to, you know, regardless of whether it's the, the month is determined or not. So now, Ikeda Omri, there's another version. Now, this version is based on the presumption that it is, that it is a mitzvah to Lakarish Alariya. As we've just said, that you've got to let them Mechalin just so you can declare Rosh Chodesh based on the Adim's testimony, even if you would do it anyway on that day. There's Omar Ramnachman, Afana Namitanina Ramnachman says, we actually learned this in a Mishnah. It says, Al Shnei Chadosh Mechalin Esa Shabbos on two months, we Mechal Esa Shabbos. On Nisan Val Tishrei, on Nisan Val Tishrei. Now, you Omar Bishlei Melo'elam Choser, Mishum Hachi Mechalin. If you're going to tell me it's always 29 days, that's why we allow them to Mechal El Shabbos, the Mitzvah L'Kadish Al-Ariyah, because we would rather sanctify it based on witnesses' testimony. But if you go to Kabbalah and tell me that sometimes it's Mole, sometimes Choser, leave it today and sanctify it tomorrow. I again, um, if you're going to tell me Adar is always only 29 days and Rosh Chodesh Nisan is on the 30th day, that's why, according to this version, that's why we want the Adim to break Shabbos to come and testify that Adar, that Rosh Chodesh, that they saw the new moon. So that you can, you anyway going to declare that day Rosh Chodesh, the 30th day, but you'd rather declare it Rosh Chodesh because Adim saw. So that's what, um, that's what, but if Adar can be 29 or 30 days, well then don't let the Adim Mechalel Shabbos, just insist that they just come the next day and testify. Instead of coming on the 30th day, which is Shabbos, come on the 29th, on the 31st day, which is Sunday. So must be, so that's this, this proof. 
says, no, it's ikle yom shloshim b'shabbos hachanami. Okay, if the 30th day falls out on Shabbos, you're right, that's what they would do. But to our cases, we're discussing a case to ikle yom shloshim b'echot b'shabbos, it's where the 31st day falls out on Shabbos. The mitzvah l'kadesh it's still a mitzvah to sanctify based on sight. So there were no, so there were no edim, when no edim came on Friday, they would allow Adim to Mechalel Shabbos to come and testify on the 31st day that it was Rosh Chodesh again for this mitzvah to Lakarish um, but not, but not it's no proof that it's, uh, that Adar is always 29 days. Okay, so, so just, so where are we holding in this version? It's a mitzvah We'd much rather declare it Rosh Chodesh based on the testimony of witnesses. And therefore, I mean, it turns out, regardless of which day you're going to say is Rosh Chodesh, we would still rather Adim came. And therefore, if Rosh Chodesh, if Shabbos is on the 30th day and Adim saw the new moon, we would want them to Mechal Shabbos to, so you could declare the 30th day. If uh, um, sorry, no, but you could actually still leave it to the Sunday and have the Aim come and say, We saw the new moon and declare Sunday Rosh Chodesh. So that wouldn't be so, so we can't prove from there that Adar is 29 days because it could be the case our mission is saying where we are Machalal in Shabbos is specifically where the 30th day is a Friday. So if no Aim came on Friday, then if the based in are automatically going to declare it on the 31st day on Shabbos, but we would rather that they did it based on Adim. Okay, now the Gemara is going to challenge this whole. Um, so, so we try to prove other, so far, we try to prove other way where the Adar was always 39 days. Now the Gemara is going to. Um, now, we, now we're going to challenge the idea that this is based. The, you know, what's the reason you machalel Shabbos to testify? Again, remember we said it's not proper chilul Shabbos, it's only of Israel Rabbon and leaving the Tchum. We'll see more about this later in the Masechta. But what, so it comes out, what's the reason you allow Adim to machalel Shabbos to get Yerushalayim to testify? Because it's a mitzvah, it's a mitzvah to declare at Rosh Chodesh based on the testimony of witnesses who saw the new moon. So Mosib Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana challenged us. He says, Kesheha Migdash Kayem you would allow Adim to Mechalel Shabbos for every single month because of fixing the Korbanos. Remember, there's a special Korban on Rosh Chodesh. What's a special Korban on Rosh Chodesh? So it corresponds to our special Twitter. There's the Korban Musaf for Rosh Chodesh. So if Adim aren't going to, you allow them to Mechalel Shabbos so that they can get their Shabbos morning and testify that it's the new moon and it's the new, that they saw the new moon and it's Rosh Chodesh today and then Adim will declare Rosh Chodesh and they can offer the Korban. The Korban Musaf. So for every month when there was a base of Midash. But wait, we didn't give the reason that we just said above that it's a mitzvah to sanctify based on Saat. Nisan Nisan Nami Lamishum the Mitzvah You have to say that the reason behind Nisan and Tishra is not because of Mitzvah Lakadish Um So again up to here, we, to, to rephrase this challenge is we've said that the re- reason you Mechalel Shabbos 
to testify them from the new moon is in Tishrei and Nisan. And as we say, when there's no base of Midash, it's only Nisan and Tishrei, is because it's a mitzvah to sanctify based on Adim's testimony. Well, if that's the case, that should apply to every single month. Every single month we should apply this, con- this principle of it's a mitzvah to sanctify that month based on the testimony of witnesses. What difference does it make whether there's anything special in that festival in that month or not? Cheshvan, the month we're in. There's no festivals, no special days. But isn't there still the mitzvah to sanctify the new moon to declare it Rosh Chodesh Mar Cheshvan because Adim saw the moon? So that can't be the reason. And also we saw we saw a Mishnah which expressly gives a different reason. It says when there was a base Amikdash, what's the reason that they would Mechal Shabbos for every single month? To make sure to be able to offer the Korban Musaf in the right time. But not because it's a mitzvah of Kaddish Aurelia. So that reason, you know, so now the Gemara is going to spell this out. It says, Yeah, so, so so it's going to come out that that can't be the so yeah you know, so therefore if Adar that is close to Nisan is sometimes a full month sometimes so so where we holding at the moment there there isn't this concept of you can break Shabbos to testify for the new moon because it's a mitzvah no we don't hold by that principle we don't hold by that. Uh, that, that reasons that's not a good enough reason to Mahalal Shabbos. So then, oh, so why would you Mahalal Shabbos? So as we said, it would only be because of the significance of getting the right day of the festival. You want the Adim to come so that you keep in the festivals on the right day. So that's what he says. He says, So now it makes sense. Why can you Mahalal Shabbos for Nisan? If it is sometimes a full month, sometimes a lacking month. Are you not sure? Is Rosh Chodesh Nisan going to, or the Adem going to come on the 30th, on the 30th day or the 31st day? And we want the Adem to come, we allow them to Mechal Shabbos, but that's all because Arar can be either 29 or 30 days. So, Elo, Chaser, but if you're going to tell me that Adar is always Chaser, it's always only 29 days, well then why do I need aid him to break Shabbos to tell me when Nisan starts. I know Nisan is going to start on the 30th day. Based in on going to declare Rosh Chodesh on the 30th day. That's so so Tiyufta it's a rejection of that opinion that the Nisan is always 29 days. That Adar is always 29 days. So just to bring out the principles we've discussed just in the Sukya one is because of the we allow Adim to Mechal Shabbos to go to Yerushalayim to testify, but it's oh, not because of the concept of it's a mitzvah to declare Rosh Chodesh based on the site of Adim. That's not a good enough reason, as we've proven. The reason is because that's when you declare the festivals. What follows from that is, well, then it's also to um, declare Rosh Chodesh. Oh, sorry, then it's also to... Then it can't be that other... Sasomuch is a set day. Okay, let's carry on. When Ula came from Eretz Yisrael to Babel, he told them that they made Elul a full month. They made Elul 30 days. Remember, we learned they hardly, hardly ever made Elul over 400 years from Ezra to the time of the Gomorrah. There was no, I'm not sure exactly when it was, Ezra to the time of the Tanaim. I'm not sure exactly, but over 400 years, there wasn't an Elul that was 30 days. But Ula came from, this is in the time of the Gomorrah, and he said, you know, they actually made Elul. 30 days. 
says, says, our colleagues in Babel should know how kind we've been for them. I would, by making Elul a leap year to, cons- to manipulate the calendar that Elul's thir- not leap year, leap month, 30 days as opposed to 29, we've done them a huge good. So watch, what's this huge good? So Omar Ula Mishum Yarkia. Ula says, because of vegetables. Reb Acha Barchanina says it's because of corpses. Oh, what, what's the favor? They, if, if, if Yom Shabbos or Yom Tov falls next, well, if Yom Tov or Yom Kippur fall next to Shabbos, i.e. on a Friday or a Sunday, you're going to run into trouble with your vegetables. You're going to pick, pick them, let's say, on Thursday, and by the time you get to Shabbos, they're going to be all wilted and unpleasant and shriveled. And so if it's the other way around, if you pick your vegetables on Friday, but now you need vegetables for Yom Tov on Sunday, they're going to be wilted. So that's Mishum Yarka. They make sure to separate the festival from, uh, from Shabbos. And so too with Yom Kippur. And what's the mace? What's the reason of a mace? Remember, you can't bury a mace on Shabbos and Yom Kippur. So if the corpse is, if someone dies on Shabbos, and then it's Sunday Yom Kippur, the, the mace is going to be left alone and start to decompose and become very unpleasant oh, by the time you get to bury on Monday. And so too if Yom Kippur is on a Friday. So they made it a leap year. They added it in a leap, a leap month. They added in an extra day to separate, let's say, Yom Kippur and Shabbos so that there's a day in between. Benji, did you want to ask something? No, no, it's fine. I'm just explaining what you said. Yeah. So, so again, so that's the huge favor they did for Babel is they made sure that there was a day between Yom Kippur and Shabbos. So Gemara asks, my Benayu, what's the difference whether you give the reason because of, again, why do you want a day between Shabbos and Yom Kippur or Shabbos and Yom Tov? What's the difference whether the reason is because you don't want everyone to have to have uh, shriveled vegetables or uh, the reason is because of a corpse. Both should apply. And again, um, Alkamore is kind of assuming that that year, Yom Kippur would have fallen out on a Friday. So they made Elul Mole. They made Elul an extra day so that Yom Kippur actually fell out on a day later and fell out on Shabbos. But again, both reasons apply. So what, what difference does it make? Which reason you give? So so you say, yeah, for that year it wouldn't have made a difference. But what happens if Yom Kippur falls out on Saturday night, Sunday? Says according to the one who says the concern is a corpse starting to decompose. Well, then you have to make it a leap year because you don't want it to be Shabbos, Yom Kippur, and then only three days later get to bury the call. Says, says, when do you want these vegetables? When do you need them? For Sunday, for... Sorry, when's it? Um, for that night. The, for Motzei Yom Kippur. He says, So go and get, go pick some new vegetables. Why do you have to? So therefore, yeah, based on our current understanding, if Yom Kippurim would fall out on a Sunday, then Sukkot would fall out on a Friday. Yeah, sorry, let's not go there. So, yeah, says Ulamanda Omer Mishum Yarkel Avre Mishum Masya. Okay, but granted, 
according to Ulla, who said the reason that they make it 30 days to separate Yom Kippur and Shabbos, is still the problem of, he said the problem is vegetables. So granted, you've got around that problem, but isn't Mason still a problem that a corpse will be left out? Why is he not prepared to learn that one? He says, yeah, Ella, Ikebeno, you're right. It must be that he also worries for the concern of a corpse being left for too long. So, Ella, Ikebeno, Yom Tabasamuch Shabbos, Mila Achareho. I'm just leaving out those three words because it makes it a bit easier. It says, if you have Yom Tov falling out on a Sunday, the one who says there's a concern of vegetables is you do make it a leap year, an extra month, are you because you don't want to pick the vegetables on Friday and then you're getting wilted vegetables on Sunday for Yom Tov. However, the one who says it's because of a mace, Esher Ba'amami, a non-Jew can bury the corpse on Yom Tov. I don't know if you remember in Beit, so we learned that you can get a non-Jew to bury a corpse on Yom Tov. Oh, says, okay, so granted, it's not a problem because a non-Jew can bury the corpse. But isn't he concerned that, the second opinion concerned that you will end up eating wilted vegetables? says, He can fix the vegetables with hot water. I don't know if he's saying you can cook the vegetables and then they'll be delicious, or somehow the hot water, if you dip the vegetables into hot water, it will uh, revive them in some way. But either way, he says, therefore, on Yom, you can do that on Yom Tov. You can dip your vegetables. Therefore, there's no problem if it goes, if Yom Tov is on Sunday, according to this opinion, there isn't a problem. Because the vegetables are fine and a maize can be buried by a non-Jew. So the only concern would be if Yom Kippur falls out on a Sunday. So that's, uh, that's the difference between the two versions. Okay, but either way, regardless of exactly which day and when this problem is, I mean, the, the general principle we have is there's a concern of Yarkin for vegetables and a concern for a maize being left too long. Why did Ula says the Babel, my colleagues in, in Babel should know what a favor we've done by making Elul 30 days. Isn't it a favor also for Eretz Yisrael? Don't they want fresh vegetables? Don't they want to be able to bury their corpses? So he says, no. For us who live in Babel, it's a very hot or humid climate. Where in Eretz Yisrael, it's not as hot and humid. And therefore... It makes no, uh, therefore it's not as essential in Eretz Yisrael to, to have these days separated. But in Babel it makes a big difference because you're really going to have wilted vegetables or a maize starting to decompose because of the heat and the climate. Interestingly enough, when, when calculating La um, Halacha, it comes out that the reason is because of Masya. They don't take the wilted vegetables into account. But if Shabbos and Yom Kippur are going to be next to each other, then you have a problem because you can't bury a corpse. Um, so therefore, Rosh Hashanah can't fall out on a Wednesday or a Friday because then Yom Kippur would fall out on a Sunday or a Friday. And then, interesting enough, just while we're on what days Rosh Hashanah can fall out, there's another one you can't have Rosh Hashanah fall out on a Sunday because... I don't know if you remember from Sukkah, we learned that Hoshana Rabbah mustn't fall out on a Shabbos. So Rosh Hashanah can't fall out on a Sunday. So there's an acronym they use. Lo Adu Rosh. Rosh Hashanah can't be on Aleph, Dalad or Vov. Adu. 
um, Aleph for Sunday, Dalit for Wednesday, and and Rosh for Friday. Okay, carrying on. Now that Moroz, can you really? So so what have we basically said? Rosh Chodesh. It seems that Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Chodesh should have been made on the thirtieth day, but they made a thirty day to suit the community. Can you really just manipulate Rosh Chodesh like that? So he says, "Yeah, any is that so? V'hotani Rabbi Bar Shmuel Yochel k'shem shem Avri Mesachon leTzarek Kach Ma'Avri Mesachoydeish leTzarek." You might think that just as you're allowed to manipulate when to have a leap year, you're also allowed to manipulate when you have a have a extra day in the month when you make it a thirty day month. Talmud Lama, the Torah says, "Hachoydeish Azel Ochem Rosh Chodeshim." This month will be for you for Rosh Chodesh. What's Hazeh? As I'm showing you the new moon, that's how you declare Rosh Chodesh. Now you can't manipulate Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh is fixed based on when it's fixed based on when you see the new moon. You can't just manipulate and say, oh, for convenience. Litzorech, we're going to on, on, more than convenience, but for a good reason, we're going to move it. You can't manipulate it. it says, oh my Rav, many changes to Rav. Loikasha, it's not difficult. Kan Avro Kan no, there's a difference on manipulating it to make it a full month versus manipulating it to make it a 29-day month. I, he's saying that you can manipulate, you can push it off a day, but you can never bring it a day earlier. And this is what it's saying. You might think that just as you can make it a leap month, a leap year and a leap month based on um, where it's necessary. Maybe you can also make it a 29-day month where necessary. As you see the new moon now, sanctified. I, in this opinion, is saying that yeah, you're based in actually are allowed to manipulate the month. Yeah. Well, firstly, just regards to a leap year, that will come up in, San, in a few years' time in Sanhedrin. It discusses the reason why the Sanhedrin would make it a leap year when it's not totally essential. The reasons that they would choose to make it a leap year. Um, but here we're discussing making it a leap month. And it turns out that to make it a 30-day month instead of a 29-day month and make Rosh Chodesh a day later, that's fine. They're allowed to do it. But to bring it a day earlier, to say, look, no one's seen the new moon. But let's have Rosh Chodesh on the 30th day anyway, that you're not allowed to do. Now, Vachi Ho, to Am Rabbi Shoben Levi, an example of this is by Rabbi Shoben Levi, Ma'amina Allah Edim, Allah Chodesh, and Nira Bismana La Avrov, and Ma'amina Allah Edim, Allah Chodesh, and Nira Bismana La Kotcha. You're allowed to intimidate witnesses, you're allowed to put fear into the witnesses for a month that they saw in its right time to extend it a day, but you're not allowed to intimidate them to testify and say that they saw the new moon a day earlier. Um, how do you, the simple answer, what, you're allowed to intimidate witnesses, you're allowed to manipulate the system like this? No, what it means intimidate them is badger them with questions until they have enough doubt that they say, okay, maybe I didn't see the new moon. Remember, the new moon's a tiny little slither that they've seen. So they might, you know, you thought it was a new moon, it was an airplane flying past. You saw it was a new moon or it was a cloud reflecting the sunset. You know, so you can intimidate by questioning and making it to the end. Like maybe you can even say, you know, if you're testifying wrongly, it's a huge event. You can say things like that. So that they say, you know, actually, I'm not sure. I refuse to testify. And then you make the next day Rosh Chodesh. 
but you can't intimidate them to test to say that they testified to see the new moon when they didn't. It says any, you telling me that's true? It says Vahol Shalach Lei Rabbi Yehuda Nasiya Le Rabbi Ami Rabbi Yehuda Nasiya sent to Rabbi Ami. Havu Yodun Shekol Yomov Shel Rabbi Yochanan Hoyumelam Deinu. Rabbi Yochanan taught us often that. You're allowed to intimidate Aiden where the moon has not been seen to make it the, to make the thirtieth day. You can get them to say, even though they never saw it, you get them to say that they saw it. Okay, again, here you can ask a big question. What? You're going to make Adim La? How do you do that? What's going on? But either way, you're allowed to do that. So, Amar Abai, Lo Kasha, Hobbe Nisan, Vitisha, Hobbe Shariyechi. Abai says, no, the difference is, are we discussing Nisan and Tishrei? Are we discussing other months? Nisan and Tishrei, um, let me just check, I got this right. I think there are different ways of learning. Um, where the festivals, Nisan and Tishrei determine Pesach, Sukkot, they determine all the festivals, therefore Nisan and Tishrei, you can make it, you can, if you see, if they see it's really necessary, they can make it Rosh Chodesh earlier, but on all other months, you're not allowed to manipulate it. You would only be allowed to manipulate it or intimidate the Adem to add a day, but not subtract a day. Rava, Rava comes along, he's going to give a totally different explanation to this discussion of moving Rosh Chodesh. So we're holding at the moment that there are times where you can intimidate the Adim, and there are times when you can't. In general, you can't intimidate Adim to aid him to bring Rosh Chodesh early, but you could to do it late, except for Nisan and Tishrei. Says, but Rava gives a totally different explanation. Rava Omar, Hodatani Rabbah This, that Rabbah Shmuel brought a brysa, again, and that brysa said that we do not intimidate Adim, that is Acherim. Now, because Acherim, the Tanya Acherim, Oimim Acherim said, we actually saw this opinion early. Ain't by Natseris, like Teres, but ain't by Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, Ela Dalit Yomim Bilvat. Vim Hoysa Shana Muveres Hamisha. Acherim hold that between one Shvurs and the next, between one Rosh Hashanah and the next, it's on the same day of the week plus four days. Or, if it's a leap year, which is always Choser, then it's five days. And this calculation is basically, remember, a year is made of, I think it's 50 weeks. Remember, it's a, a Torah year is 354 days, not 365. So 354 days divided by 7 gives you, I think, 50. But for our intents and purposes, nothing. Remained of 4. So if Rosh Hashanah this year was on a Monday, next year Rosh Hashanah will be on a Friday. Etc. So that's according to Acherim. Acherim has a set calendar that you're always alternating 30 days, 29, 30, 29, 30, 29, always. And therefore, according to Acherim, you will not be allowed to intimidate witnesses to adjust it. Rabdimi from Nahardai actually said the opposite. He says you're allowed to intimidate Adim in a month to say Rosh to say Rosh Chodesh is earlier because but you're not allowed to intimidate Adim who saw the new moon to push it off a day. What's his reason? My timer. It looks like the Sanhedrin is lying. 
Hello, Mercy Shikrenus, when does it look like they're lying? I again, if the Adim, look, if no one's seen the new moon and Sanhedrin come along and say today's Rosh Chodesh, that's fine because you assume, okay, someone saw the new moon and they testified and basically declared Rosh Chodesh. But if Adim saw the new moon and you're going to intimidate them and tell them that it's not Rosh Chodesh that day, it must be tomorrow, they're going to say that it's going to bring the Beisden into disrepute. We know how hard it is for the Sanhedrin and the Beisden to stay afloat of controversies and, uh, um, and for people to rely on them. So if people, can you imagine if people went and they said, you know what, I went to Beisden, I saw the new moon, I went to the Sanhedrin and they told me, no, I didn't, and they told me I must test, come back tomorrow. You know, like, you can imagine what it would do for their reputation. So therefore, that's why he says it's actually the other way around. If the new moon has not been seen, Sanhedrin can t- declare it Rosh Chodesh. But if the new moon's been seen, and Adim go and testify, then they can't push it off another day. Okay, now we go on to a new point. We'll continue with discussing the setting of the month. So Omar Shmuel, Shmuel says, I could calculate and tell you, based on my expertise in astronomy, when the new moon is. For the whole Gola, and then we don't have to worry about these sophics and relying on Eretz Yisrael or whatever. We could just work it out ourselves based on calculations. So, Omar Lei, Abba Avur de Rebbe Simlai le Shmuel. Abba Avur de Rebbe Simlai said to Shmuel, Yodamar hai milshed the Tanya besoda ibur. Do you know the explanation of this that was taught in the Brice of Soda Ibur? I'll come back to that. Noilad koidem chatzos, if the new moon is from before midday, or noilad acha chatzos, or whether the new moon is after chatzos. Says, do you know? Do you know what halachic ramification that has? Again, whether the new moon's before or whether the new moon's after. So Amalei Law says, no, actually, don't know what difference that makes. Says Amalei Holo Yodamar Ikemili Achrini Deloyeramar. Says, don't get too confident in your expertise in astronomy. If you don't know that halacha, the distinction it makes whether the new moon is before midday or whether the new moon is after midday, there are probably many other things that you don't know. Um, so that's uh, interesting. So, so that's uh, what Shmuel wanted to suggest. We're going to analyze and discuss this a bit further. But just interesting, Soda Ibur seemed to have been a bracer. It's, it's a big discussion exactly of the rules governing how to calculate, the rules and halachas governing how to calculate and when to make Rosh Chodesh. And when based in when Sanhedrin would try and manipulate it and why they would try and manipulate. So that's Soda Ibur. It comes from the language of a secret. I think it was, it was something that they kept very secret for the reason we just saw at the top of the page, and that fits in why it's brought here, is because if people start learning that the Sanhedrin are manipulating the new months based on calculation, you know, then they're going to stop trusting the Sanhedrin so much and say they aren't reliable. And therefore, they kept it a secret why they made these decisions and how they did these calculations. Again, according nowadays that it's a set calendar, this wouldn't necessarily apply. And we know that the Rambam, it's actually... Um, it's quite an amazing thing. If I must, I must check this out. But if I remember correctly, we know on the Ram, the Rambam wrote his phenomenal work, the Yada Chazaka, the Mishnah Torah, that covers every single area of halacha, from good midos to eating healthy to Shabbos to Kashrut to marriage to Mamonos to Sanhedrin to Korbonos to Tum and Tahara, everything. And he also includes there's a whole section Kiddush Hakodesh. Sanctifying the new moon, declaring Rosh Chodesh for the Sanhedrin. 
And there, and on the Rambam, just again, across the board, the Ravid argues on the Rambam. Every few halachas, you see a note of the Ravid. He doesn't, he thinks the Rambam got the halacha wrong. In Kiddush HaKodesh, he says the Rambam, he can't argue in the Rambam here. It's too difficult for him to understand. So, so the Rambam does address it. It seems that it is very complicated and very tricky, as we'll see in uh, some of this. Um, yeah, just before we go further, just a little bit of background. And um, I saw Arshal have a long write-up on this, but just a little bit of background again, mainly to understand Rashi on the page. But the the remember the earth the earth spins and that affects it looks like everything in the sky rises in the east and sets in the west. I just as the sun we see every morning rises in the east and sets in the west, so to the moon rises in the east and sets in the west. That's because of the earth spinning. The moon also goes around the earth. And that's what we call the lunar month, is how long it takes the moon to go around the earth. What determines the point of new moon? What we call the molad. Here it seems to be called the nolad. I don't know why. But the, when the moon's born, nolad, when the new moon starts, what's that? So remember, this, the moon doesn't have its own light. It just reflects the light of the sun. So when the sun's here and the earth is here and the moon is on the opposite side... That's when we, the, the sun's light is shining fully on the moon and we see a full moon. The moon again carries on around, headed eastwards. And then when the moon is between the sun and the earth, then the light of the sun is shining on the side of the moon that faces the sun. And the dark side of the moon is facing the earth. That point when the sun, moon and earth are in line, but again in that order, sun, moon, earth, and the earth can't see the sun, that's the molad. And as soon as it starts, again, carrying on its orbit around the earth, it moves a little bit out of, in line with the sun and the moon. Sorry, it moves a little bit out of, in line with the sun, and we start to see a slither of the new moon. Again, as it moves out a little bit from the sun, and as it moves again about seven days later, you'll see a half moon. And then it carries on another seven days, again, to the middle of the month, when it's the sun, earth, moon, then you see a full moon. And then it starts to wane, to shrink. And as we get closer and closer to Rosh Chodesh, the moon goes smaller and smaller. Again, because of the reflection of the sun, the angle that we, the, the sun lights up the moon, the part that's facing it. So if the earth is on the other side, we see in the dark side of the moon. So as the moon's going closer and closer to in line with the sun, we're seeing less and less of the moon until again it disappears. And that's the... Um, and that's the lunar month, again, why it becomes visible and disappears. And that takes 29 days, 12 hours, 795 chalokim. Chalokim, it's, chalokim is, it's, they're 1,080 chalokim per hour, per hour. So it's about three and a half seconds. So, but again, it's, that's the moon cycle. So it's, for, it's very close to, it's basically 29 days, 12 hours, if you want the exact number, 44 minutes and three and a half seconds. But less for intents and purposes, it's 29 and a half days. That's the exact length of the moon cycle. So now, with, with that in mind, just understanding a little bit of how the moon grows, when the start of the moon, again, the, the new month is always when the moon comes out, moves back in line, that it's the sun, the moon and the earth, and the moon totally is we would see zero part of the moon 
and then it carries on moving and the moon starts to grow. So he says, So Ki Salik Shalach, when Rabbi Zaira went up to Eretz Israel, he sent back to his colleagues in Bavel two points. First halacha, you need to have the night and the day from the same month. I.e., if you see the old moon at night, isn't it? If you see the old moon at night, you cannot declare that day Rosh Chodesh, even if the Molad happens later that day. That's what it means. The whole month has to be part of the new month. The whole, sorry, the whole day from night to day. Vizu and a second halacha. Vizu she'omar abba avod v'simlai. Mechashim, this, that, Abba, the father of Rebbe Simlai, said. What did he say? Remember, he said it makes a difference whether the molad, the new moon, again, that point when the moon is directly in line with the sun and the earth, that the new moon, the, the molad, that is, makes a difference whether it's before Chatzos or after Chatzos. He says, why? Mechashvin, so this is, he's going to explain. If you can calculate that if the molad is, just before midday, you can be confident that the new moon could be seen by sunset, near sunset. If you did not, see, if the moilad would not be before midday, you can be confident that you would not see it by why do you need to know this? What difference does it make based on this calculation whether the new moon could be visible just before sunset or after sunset? Says Sahadi to investigate Adim, to contradict Adim. Again, if a, if a witness comes and says, I saw the new moon by sunset, and you know that the, noil, the moilad was before midday, based on your calculation, you'll be, you can know that he's lying. Or he made a mistake because the moon would not have been visible. And just how this works is, so again, remember the moon shrinks. At a certain point, it gets so small that we can't see it. There are two reasons we often can't see the moon. Again, every day the moon is rising and setting. It's, it's rising and setting at different times during the month, but the moon rises and sets every day, rises in the east and sets in the west. There's two reasons we can't see it. One is when it's too small close to the new moon, either just before the new moon or just after the new moon, or just before the molad or just after the molad. Another one is often during the day. If the moon is rising in the day, you're not going to see it because of the sun. Um, so, as we'll see shortly, the, the new moon... Um, Sorry. Yeah, the new moon, the moon disappears for about 24 hours. 24 hours because of how small it is and it's so near to the mola that it completely disappears. And then even when it's a new moon, it's still very small. As, I mean, as we've explained, it grows and grows and grows throughout the month. Um, but when it's so, um, for 24 hours, it's impossible to see it. Um, yeah, let's go a bit further and we'll clarify this. Just on this sugya, I didn't get to look into it, but I know there's a famous Bala Ma'or. The Balamor was a Rishon who lived, I'm not sure how long ago, but he's a commentary on the Rif. And he has a comment here with many of the Achroinim used to try to determine where's the date line. You know that 
I mean, we know that if you travel, the date lines are somewhere towards uh, Japan, I think, the international date line. And when you cross that, remember the sun rises and sets, but at some point you have to say it's a new day. So if you cross that international date line, it changes from one day to the next. So where does the Torah view that international date line? Machlokas, the Chazanish and Yechiel Michal to Kuczynski, amongst others, and they, um, but they use the Mbala Moor, who comments on this Gemara, to try and understand when the Torah holds the international date line. Is it it's connected to Yerushalayim? Is it 12 hours from Yerushalayim or 6 hours from Yerushalayim? But that's the, that's, they bring it from that Gemara. I saw Archgol have a whole write up of it in the back of the Gemara. But I didn't get a chance to to study it. Okay, Omar Rabizaira, Omar Rab Nachman. Rabizaira said in the name of Rab Nachman, For 24 hours the moon is hidden. For us in Babel, it's hidden six hours of the old moon. Aye, six hours before the Moilad, it's impossible for people in Babel to see the new moon. And 18 hours from the new moon. And then after the Molad, 18 hours, it would be impossible to see the new Lididu, to them in Eretz Yisrael, Shizmei Chadasa, it would be impossible to see the moon for six hours of the new moon. I, from the Molad, for six hours, it would be impossible. But Timni, sorry, Ma'atika, and 18 from the old. All of my nafkimina, what difference does it make? So Omar Ravashi, La Chushay Sahadi. Ravashi says it's to contradict witnesses. Um, yeah, the Rashi here is quite tricky because it doesn't seem to make um, a lot of sense. But just to be aware, again, remember, as we said, based on the Earth rotation, the moon's always rising in the east and setting in the west. Um, so it's anyway only theoretically visible for 12 hours. And the moon rise and moon set change over time of moon rise and moon set change throughout the month. But the Molad... The moon, by the Molad, I, towards the end of the month and towards the and right, right towards the end of the month and right towards the beginning of the month, the moon rise and moon set is very similar to the same time as sunrise and sunset. So shortly after the Molad, shortly after, again, that time when the moon is, where it goes sun, moon, earth, directly in line, that's the Molad. Shortly after that, again, the moon moves towards the east. And therefore... And moves to the sorry to the east of the sun. Therefore, it kind of looks like it's following the sun through the sky. So the sun sets a little bit before the moon set. But by the fact that the sun sets before the moon and it starts to go dark, you can see the new moon around sunset. But however, by sunrise again, by the fact that the moon looks like it's following the sun, by sunrise. The sun comes up first, the sky is bright, and you're not going to see the moon rise right at the beginning of the month. So again, that is because the, the moon moves out of line towards the east, and therefore the light is on the east, and it looks like it follows the sun, which rises in the east and sets in the west. The opposite would be with the old moon, um, but therefore the old moon is actually right at the end of the month. When the moon's tiny, tiny, it actually could be visible by sunrise because the moon goes a little bit before the sun, so it rises into a fairly dark sky, and only a few minutes later will it be sunrise where the sky is too bright to see the moon. Okay, that's... Uh, um, that's and then you have to fit that in with the difference between why in Babel you'd see it six hours before 
you would not see it for six hours before, but 18 hours after, and in Eretz Yisrael, the other way around. That has to do again to where the Molad is, and Bavel, um, where, yeah, where the Molad is, in regards to the time of sunrise and sunset. Remember, Bavel's headed, Bavel's east of Eretz Yisrael, so the sunrise is a little bit, um, is a little is later. It's about I think thirty five minutes later. Um, Babel sunrise. So by the fact that it's thirty five minutes later, it's going to change at what time you'll be able to see the new moon. Because again, if the moon's if the new moon, or the small moon or the old moon is in the sky at the same time as the sun, you're not going to see it. It's going to be too small. Um, so that's again because it's thirty five minutes later. The when the moon is visible exactly around sunrise and sunset. The new and old moon, that's that point that would change whether it's six hours before, 18 hours after. Let's just do one more piece. What's the source that you have to have that that the day starts at the night? And that's how you have to calculate it for, you have to have a full day of the new moon, of the new moon from the Molad. So says Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says it's from the Pasuk by Yom Kippur, which says from evening to evening. We see you keep a day from evening to evening. So if you're going to count Rosh Chodesh, you want to count the full day of the month, the Molad has to be a little bit before the evening. So you get a full. He says it's Pesach, which says until you should eat matzah until the 21st day of the month in the evening. So we see it's from the time you eat matzah until the evening. My What's the difference? So the difference is how you understand the psukim. Rav says, no, the difference is, can you, um, can, does the molad have to be before the start of the day? Before, let's say, sunset? Or can the molad just be before midday? So again, Abayah's answer is easy. He says, it's, which pas- it's, it's no real nafkamin, it's just which pasuk's clearest to them that you start the day that a Torah day, the 24-hour day, starts with the night before. That's which one do you see? Which one's clearest to them? Rava's a bit more tricky because Rava actually says that, okay, according to Rabbi Yochanan, Erevad Erev, it's clearly from day to day. And that would have the ramification of the, the new month has to start the night before. It has to be a full night before. But according to Reish Lakish, it's a little bit tricky because basically... Is it a mitzvah to eat matzah for all seven days? I mean, that's what that pasuk says. You'll eat matzah for all seven days. So he's saying, no. There are actually two aspects to the mitzvah of matzah. When that pasuk tells us you must eat matzah for seven days, what's it really saying? You don't eat, you're not allowed to eat chomets for seven days. Because when's the mitzvah to eat matzah? On the first night of Pesach, with the Koban Pesach, until midnight. So the first, the, the primary obligation to eat matzah is till midnight. Then the rest of Pesach kicks in, and it's basically saying you're not allowed to eat chomets. If you want to eat something, eat matzah. So, so when does this, this pasuk that says you must eat matzah for seven days, it's not referring to the first obligation of you must eat matzah with the Koban Pesach till midnight. It's only starting after that. So this pasuk starts from midnight, and therefore according to this version, how Rav, Rav is learning, according to Rach Lakish, if the old moon was seen before midnight, you can still call it the new month, as long as the new moon, would, the molad would be later on in that day, or sorry, as long as the molad is at some point before midnight, 
you can call that day the new month. Um, okay, and we'll leave it there for today. Have a very good Shabbos. I think on Sunday I'll start from the Mishnah at the top of Chof Bay's Amud Aleph.